Research from Lifestyle Medicine has shown that walking, brisk walking, is better than at least 10 separate medications. So it's simply a wonderful way to feel better. It can add life to your years and years to your life. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits, and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine, and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly, and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. As a practicing family doctor with expertise in lifestyle as medicine, my purpose is to encourage and support you in terms of positive health, personal growth, and all things well-being. As I say, to never stop starting. Each month on a live webinar, I teach learning by doing and learning by being. The why and the how of health enhancing habits, giving you the science as well as support strategies to live with more vitality. I'd like to invite you to join my self-development club. To learn more and to sign up, visit drmarkrow.com. Let your footsteps do the talking. In this short podcast, I really want to look at the benefits of walking. You know, exercise is the greatest pill of all. There are so many types of exercise. There's aerobic when you're getting your heart rate up. There's strength, which is building muscle mass. There's integrative exercise like yoga and Pilates and swimming. And of course, there's movement. And movement matters big time because You know, research has found that prolonged sitting can be incredibly bad for your health, increasing your risk of all sorts of adverse health conditions. And, you know, some people don't believe they have time for exercise and movement. But unfortunately, if you believe you don't have time to move, eventually it's far more likely that illness and health conditions are going to show up in your life. And, you know, movement may even be more beneficial than exercise. All movement helps. You may have heard of this idea of 10,000 steps a day. And, and, you know, that comes from a Japanese company that built a pedometer after the Tokyo Olympics in 1964. And they called it Manpo Kai. And Manpo Kai translates in English to 10,000 steps. You know, the phenomenon of 10,000 steps a day was born after the Tokyo Olympics. And the reality is you don't have to walk 10,000 steps a day. Be great if you could. Be great if you did. Uh, You know, 10,000 steps equates to about eight kilometers or five miles. What I want to say is that all movement matters. Every step counts. And it can really make such a difference between accelerated aging, between a high risk of chronic adverse health conditions versus healthier aging, reducing your risk of chronic health conditions, boosting your vitality and adding so much more quality in life to your years. You know, I think Lifestyle Medicine would say you should aim for at least 150 minutes of brisk walking each week, but more is more. In other words, more walking generally leads to more benefits. So I want to talk about what brisk walking is, why it benefits your health and well-being, and a few simple strategies at the end to really support you in bringing more movement into your everyday life. So, you know, you can define brisk walking in one of three ways. Firstly, you can use the talk test. And the talk test means when you're walking, can you 
talk or sing. So if you can talk comfortably while you're walking, you know, that's probably moderately intense exercise if you can't sing. So, you know, if, if you can sing, the pace is probably a bit slow, whereas, you know, if you can't even talk comfortably, then the pace is probably a bit vigorous. So, you know, moderately intense exercise with the talk test means you can talk while walking, but you can't sing. Secondly, you could check your steps per minute. And there was a very interesting study in the British Journal of Sports Medicine, which showed that if you can do at least 100 steps in a minute, you're walking fast enough to reap substantial health benefits. And thirdly, you can check your pulse. And, you know, to feel your pulse, you just use the tip of your second and third finger, feel the inside of your wrist just below the thumb. Don't use your thumb as as using that to feel your pulse. The thumb has a pulse of its own and it may make reading your pulse more, more challenging and more difficult. So use your second and third finger and simply count the number of beats for 15 seconds and multiply by four. And that's your beats per minute. An average um, resting pulse is about 70. Lower than that is probably more athletic. And when you are doing moderately intense walking, you want your pulse to be 50 to 70 percent of your age adjusted max. So your maximum heart rate is 220 minus your age. So if you're age 30, your maximum heart rate would be 220 minus 30, which is 190. And then 50 to 70 percent of that would be a range of 95 to about 133. 85 percent of that, which would be a more more vigorous exercise, would give you a pulse of about 162. If you're older, if you're age 50, for example, your max heart rate again is 220 minus your age, in this case, minus 50. So that's 170. And then you want your pulse while you're exercising to be between 50 and 70% of the 170. That gives you a range of 85 to about 120. And for vigorous exercise, it will be 85% of that, which would give you a rate of about 145. So checking your pulse and seeing where your pulse rate is when you're exercising can give you a, a good idea of whether you're getting into your target zone or not. And of course, you know, if you're experiencing symptoms, you know, any chest discomfort or any shortness of breath or any dizziness while you're exercising, you should always stop and and see your doctor and get yourself checked out. But generally, if you start low and go slow, building up a sustainable um, walking habit generally shouldn't uh, lead to any cause for concern. So now that you're building the habit of at least 150 minutes of moderately intense exercise, in other words, brisk walking each week, what sort of benefits, what sort of health and well-being gains can you begin to look forward to? Well, you know, as you move and, and walk, you start to bring oxygen-rich blood into your muscles and brain. So it boosts your brain functioning. It, it boosts all the muscles in your body. It strengthens your heart. It reduces your risk of heart attack. It reduces your risk of stroke. It reduces your risk of diabetes. It supports your joints and reduces your risk of arthritis. It reduces pain because when you move, you release natural pain-killing endorphins, which help relieve and alleviate pain, raise your pain threshold, and as well as that, make you feel more calm, energized, and optimistic. Moving and exercising can strengthen your immune system and, you know, make you less susceptible to viral infections and keep your immune system more robust. You can improve your posture and you can strengthen your bones when you're walking. And, you know, overall, in terms of your physical health, research from lifestyle medicine has shown that walking, brisk walking, is better than at least 10 separate medications. So it's simply a wonderful way to feel better. It can add life to your years and 
years to your life. You know, research has shown that, you know, walking at a slow pace can reduce your mortality rate by 20%. Whereas if you walk at a brisk pace, perhaps uh, up to about four miles per hour, you can reduce your risk of mortality by 24%. So, so, you know, basically it is a great investment in your health and well-being and your overall vitality. Walking, of course, strengthens the muscles in your legs, tones you, and it's a wonderful way to simply recharge from the stresses of a tough day. From a mental and emotional well-being point of view, you know, you release that biochemical cocktail of brilliance when you're walking. You feel more creative, particularly when you're walking in nature. Not only does it reduce ruminative thoughts, but it builds creativity, boosts mood, enhances resilience, and can support divergent thinking. You know, a simple 30-minute walk in nature can give you at least twice as many potential solutions to a challenging problem because it, it supports flow. It supports Towards the free flow of ideas. And, you know, that's another thing about walking is that it really can get you into that flow state where you're in the zone, peak performance, peak experience, where you're really, you know, mindfully present and all of those positivity chemicals and endorphins are really, you know, creating that better version of you. From a mental health point of view, walking for as, as little as 10 minutes can reduce symptoms of anxiety. It's a great way to boost your mood. Um, it can be a great buffer in terms of protecting you against toxic stress and anxiety and depression and walk with other people. And it's a great way to strengthen and support relationships as well. I think there's a few other benefits just to talk about. I mean, obviously, you know, walking can burns calories. The longer you walk for, the faster the pace you walk at. These are all factors that impact how many calories you burn, as well as your, your age, your sex, how much lean muscle you already have. But I, I don't think you should focus too much on, on the calories. Just focus on building it as a habit, as a health enhancing habit. And as I say, the calories will take care of themselves if you do that. I mean, it's really interesting. The philosophers back through the ages were all generally great walkers. I mean, Aristotle, you know, he was, I suppose, the leading example of what was known as the peripatetic school of philosophy, which was really two things. One, they they thought a lot. And secondly, they moved a lot. So, you know, movement supports thinking. And in that wonderful painting in the School of Athens, you know, Plato and Aristotle are in the center and they're being followed by their students. But what's interesting is, is Plato and Aristotle are actually moving at the time. So, you know, whether it's Aristotle or whether it's Seneca, whether it's Wordsworth or whether it's Einstein, if you look at the great thinkers going back over time, they generally moved a lot. So it's a wonderful way to begin to, you know, release that brain fog and really become more creative, become more intuitive become more attuned and really focused and really sharpen your cognitive edge. So here are some some pointers to bring more walking into your life. I mean, just safety first. Obviously, if you have any medical issues, uh, talk to your doctor about a good program for you. You know, make sure you wear proper fitting shoes. It sounds such a simple point, but, you know, it can be so, so important to wear shoes or runners that have enough space in them so you can wiggle your toes and gives you enough stability through the arch of your foot, enough shock absorption. And of course, if you're walking in poorly lit conditions, always wear reflective gear so that you can be seen. And it's, it's always interesting to me how people don't wear reflective gear, you know, when it's, when it's dusk and it can be very difficult to be seen if you're walking and, and, and someone else is driving. So just be mindful of that. To increase your daily step count, make it a habit. Actions speak louder than words. Something to consider is to divide your day into three parts. 
morning, afternoon, and evening. Commit to walking for 10 minutes in each of those three segments of your day. At the end of your day, you'll have clocked up 30 minutes. Look at walk and talk meetings. I call them talking. When I teach young GPs and medical students, where possible, we 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 walk around the block close to the Waterford Health Park where I work and These walk and talk meetings are great opportunities to chat and to learn. And, you know, you can walk and talk when you're taking calls at times. It's the idea, though, of just looking at how you can incorporate more movement into your day, how you can how you can walk and move more. If you're going for a walk, consider going the extra mile, you know, seeing how you can go a little bit extra, a little bit further. You know, if you're if you're going shopping, if you're parking, all those extra steps do count when you can take the stairs. You know, walking on an incline burns at least twice as many calories as walking with the same intensity on the flat. So, you know, taking the stairs when you can and maybe coming back down the stairs and going up a second time if you've got if you've got time. It's amazing how all those extra steps add up. And of course, it's so important to have an accountability partner, have someone or some people or a group that you may walk with, you know, that can massively improve your commitment when willpower is low. You know, never stop starting. Bottom line is that movement is medicine. Moving more can transform your health over time. It can boost your physical health. It can improve your mental health, enhance and enrich your emotional bank account of positivity. It can strengthen your willpower. It can boost your self-efficacy, strengthen your sense of self, uh, improve your relationships, and can really be a game changer when it comes to your long-term health, well-being and vitality. What's true for all of us is that none of us can go back to the beginning and start again, but start today and you can recommit to yourself to move more. And by making daily movement a priority, all of those steps all of those daily movements will add up to compound health and well-being benefits for you over time, enabling you to live with so much more vitality. Thank you for listening to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com.